channel we're back for episode 34 excellent we're really getting up there in the episodes it's very impressive very glad to be back to hanging out with you guys i'm joining this week uh with Corey petty he just came back from uh cancun uh you know as a, a red-headed gentleman uh so you know very very curious whether or not he got sunburned or not um, but Corey, if you want to just uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience tell us you know what spf you wear What's up, guys? Petty here. Uh, I stayed away from the sun in Cancun, like the good ginger that I am, so I did not get burned. Uh, it was an awesome experience, though. Met a lot of cool people. Saw a lot of really, really good content on uh, where Ethereum's going. Did you uh, Did you have any uh, talks there? Um, you know, before we jump into this, that do you, that you were really excited about at DevCon. I know you guys did a breakdown of like you know, part one and two of how you feel at DevCon, but what, what was your, what was your just like a kind of quick background on what your thoughts were? Man, I came there, like, I guess we do the podcasts, but I came there to learn because I'm a developer as well. And I'm really interested in the plasma technology, starting trying to maybe start getting a few legs, getting off the ground and as well as zero knowledge snarks. I like the idea of these base layer protocols that you can kind of use to build really, really solid applications allow people to do things they couldn't do before so there's a lot of really good information on that type of stuff during devcon i was excited to see it yeah um we had actually had joseph poon at scaling bitcoin just recently who gave a talk for uh plasma for bitcoin uh and kind of like how that structure would look like what that could do for bitcoin like basically creating a hybrid proof of stake system almost you know, atop of Bitcoin's like pre-existing, you know, PAL infrastructure. So it was it was a pretty interesting talk, and I think that's interesting that the space is going in that direction. Uh, sorry, I wasn't able to make it. I didn't want to get kidnapped, but I hope you guys had fun down there without me. Yep. All right. Well, great. Well, uh, so we're back this week, um, and, and instead of having a company where we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, uh, some Ethereum-related platform for tokens or a Bitcoin project, Zcash project. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, learning, and um, you know the importance of that, and the, you know where you can get good information to you know become a developer and get onboarded into the the ecosystem. Because you know there's a lot of information out there to disseminate, and sometimes it's really difficult to find that information. So uh, on our show today we have a gentleman by the name of Mahesh Murthy. I was edit that part out. Uh, Mahesh is from uh, Zastrin.com. And uh, that's spelled Z-A-S-T-R-I-N.com. And I'm not going to really give you too much information on what that platform is. We'll get there in a moment. Um, But Mahesh, if you just can do us a favor, uh, introduce yourself to the audience. uh, Give us a background on yourself and how you ended up in the space today. And then we'll jump into your project, Zastrin. Sounds good. Thanks, Jimin. My name is uh, Mahesh. I have been... um... Uh, professionally coding for 12, 13 years now. Um, and uh, I've been in the Ethereum space for um, probably 15, 18 months. Um, 
I started out um, in the blockchain space, just like a lot of people. Um, I came across Bitcoin a few years ago, three, maybe three or four years ago. Um, I think I saw um, something on Hacker News um, and then that picked my interest. I looked at it. Um, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, it's a scam. And some people saying, oh, it's a major breakthrough. Um, and then I was like, okay, let me just see what it is. And then I went and read the, um, the Bitcoin paper. And surprisingly, it was not that complicated. Like a lot of research papers just goes over my head. But um, um, I read that and understood the good amount of it. Um, so I was like, okay, this is definitely not a scam. This is a pretty cool technology. And then I started reading more about people writing about like, like why it's a breakthrough and like in one of like the hard computer science problem. Um, and so I was convinced it was like, it's a legit technology. Um, but then um, it was, Bitcoin was mostly, I couldn't think beyond just financial um, aspect of Bitcoin. Um, so I wasn't super excited. Like it was cool technology, but I, I didn't know exactly what to do with it. Um, and then um, Ethereum came along and um, the, the whole idea of Ethereum was like, oh, you could build these decentralized applications. Um, since I'm a, I'm a software engineer, like I love building applications, um, Ethereum was like super exciting. And then they had a, a higher level programming language. So like normal developers can actually build on top of it. Um, unlike mm -hmm. uh, Bitcoin, which is not very easy. You can still build smart contracts in on top of Bitcoin, I guess, but it's not um, really easy. It's, 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 far, it's far more difficult dealing with Bitcoin scripting language than it is just writing Solidity. Yeah, so um, that's how um, I got interested in Ethereum and then I started learning, um, just looking at like whatever documentation I could find online and hopping on the, the Gitter uh, channel and asking questions. Um, so that's how um, I, I got into Ethereum. Awesome. So now that you are uh, in the Ethereum space and you are a developer, um, let's just go ahead and we'll, we'll jump into the heart of this discussion here and we'll talk about Zastrin. So, so give us a background, like what is Zastrin? Uh, you know, what was your motivations behind starting it and uh, like really break it down for us. Tell, tell us why you love it and why it's a passionate thing that you want to work on. Mm -hmm. um, so Zastrin is um, like a learning platform um, to learn Ethereum programming um, where you could go, um, basically you learn Ethereum programming by building projects. Um, so that's, so there's two things. One is, to learn Ethereum programming, and it's just not like you go read a documentation and um, figure out and learn. Um, we have like guided projects. You will be basically following along and building. Learn, um, learn by actually doing it, like hands on. And, yeah. Um, so there were a few reasons why I started. One was uh, when I was learning, um, there were there were a few blog posts um, with people like. Uh, explaining how to build these decentralized applications. There was documentation, but the problem was like the technology is moving so fast, in no time it gets outdated. So it's extremely frustrating to actually like try to build something and nothing works. Um, so it was it, it was very hard and frustrating. Um, so, 
so that's why I was like, all right, so I'll build this, I'll figure it out. And then uh, I was like, I want to like put together this project where people could actually learn to build it. And I'll make sure that things don't get outdated. Like I'll keep it update, up to date. So other developers don't have to go through the same pain, like frustration. So, so I, that's how I decided. And then um, I started, as I was learning, I started blogging. Like um, initially it was kind of hard to just get your head around like what is Ethereum and like how it works, like how just get a mental map of it. Um, and then I was like, and then once I figured out, um, I, I wrote a blog post about like comparing how Ethereum compares to like how can a normal like web developer think about Ethereum and um, how to think about it and how it works. And I, and I blogged about it and then people really liked it. Um, so, um, and I think I posted it on uh, Ethereum Reddit and I also, um, I think I sent you and you tweeted it out. It got a lot of hits. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, at the, at the time I was just trying to find any sort of like good like documentation like that I could not only share with others but also just kind of run through my own time you know, when I was free as I was like getting interested in it. So, you know, when, when I saw that you were actually putting out, you know, real like good content that was like thoughtful and it showed that you like kind of cared what the space was going, uh, I was like, I got to give this guy attention. Yeah, I'll, like on that, I want to speak to that. Like I've, I've taken a significant amount of educational courses, certification courses about like um, Ethereum development. And a big a big problem in a lot of these is the knowledge gap between starting from nothing to just getting your development environment set up and and the cost of a lot of these things is almost prohibitive for a lot of the people who'd like to get into the space and looking at Zastrin, like going through your your introduction your your free like kind of introduction course it it seems as though you've done a pretty good job a really good job of like letting the person just get aware of how this relates to what a previous developer had previously done and what they're going to be doing now and taking them through the steps of setting up their development environment and then just building something to just wrap their minds around the differences between writing on writing in ethereum or a blockchain ecosystem and writing a previous like client server infrastructure dap like how did, how did you go into doing that like what were the steps for trying to to figure that process out. Um, so it was it was mostly because I come from um, I'm a backend engineer like for the most of my professional life I've been um, on the on the web development side. Um, so I have a very clear map of how the how this centralized system works. I have built mm -hmm. enough products and like I know exactly how that architecture works. And then when you make a switch from that to see how this decentralized system works, it's um, it could be like tricky. So the more I read, the more like I I tried to understand and then like just drew some like diagrams and like how does this work? And like once it clicked, I was like, okay. So the the way I learned it was by comparing it with like, okay, here is the centralized system and here is the decentralized system. So I was like, okay, so now I know exactly how with this is different. And then I thought instead of just explaining what this decentralized system is running, building these apps, which don't ever stop, um, that doesn't just, it sounds too magic. So that's why I 
made a link between the two. And then I was like, okay, everyone, most people, most developers understand the client server architecture. So now take that and then slowly take them towards like the decentralized world, like what all changes you need to make to get to the decentralized world. So that's, that's how, uh, that was my thought process. And then um, based on I, whatever I could come up with, I put that out and looks like, like people really liked it. What do you think are some upcoming technologies or like, what do you have in your pipeline as far as like Zastron that you think uh, developers are going to need to like focus on like up, like, like coming up, uh, like whether it's like decentralized storage protocols, like, you know, learning about swarm, uh, whether it's state channels, like what, what, what's your focus coming up next? Um, so right now I have a couple of projects there, um, which are purely, um, building, um, you'll get like a good experience with writing solidity contracts. Um, one of the, um, project, which is an eBay, uh, decentralized eBay project, which is a little more complex, um, that I introduce, um, IPFS, um, and how like making some design decisions of like, what would I store on the blockchain and what would I store on IPFS and how it would all work together. Um, so those are the two I have. Um, in the pipeline, um, those were a few of the exactly the ones you said. One is um, state channels, which is extremely exciting. Um, actually, um, Amin uh, is the one who introduced me um, to state mm -hmm. channels. Um, he was, he was in a couple of podcasts before this. Yeah, Amina, Amin is a boss at, uh, at State Channels. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he, he was the one who was like, hey, do you know State Channels? And he sent me a bunch of these um, articles, and uh, that's when I was like, oh, wow, State Channels is, like, really cool. So um, I definitely... Oh, I was just going to slip in there and saying, like, uh, you know, he's he's moved on with State Channels now, and he's embedding them in, uh, in Spank Chain. <laughs> as the first major product that I'll be using that for like live webcam streaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so state channel is, uh, is on the list. And then also, um, one of the things, one of the problems with, uh, decent, like building these, uh, dApps is, um, these contracts once deployed cannot be, um, overwritten. It's immutable. Um, but there are, um, ways around it, like building a, like upgradable contracts. So uh, you can architect your system so that you have like these proxy contracts which point to the real contract and you could change it to point to another contract. So technically you're kind of upgrading it. Um, so there are some interesting things around that. So um, I'm working on a uh, course um, based on that. And then um, I want to do Swarm as well. Um, that's on the list. Um, so from the Ethereum point of view, there are a few of those. Um, and then after Ethereum, um, I want to um, explore um, Zcash and Zkisnarks and how those can be used. Um, that's another interesting one. And which Oh, man, yeah, yeah. I would love to. Uh, did you uh, look at the uh, the Zocrates uh, GitHub from um, uh, DevCon that they put out with all the ZK Snarks tools for Ethereum? Yeah, um, I, I haven't like dug into it, but yeah, it is in my list to look at it in the next few days. Um, it's extremely exciting and it's it's actually useful for a lot of applications. So the, I would say, the I would say what's missing, if I, had to, if I could put it, like what's missing from the ecosystem is, hmm? is, a, is a lot of really good introductory ways of dealing with catch-alls 
that traditional programmers don't quite understand from the get-go on smart contracts. Like, and Solidity is a very tricky language, especially when you're trying to architect how or to optimize the efficiency of smart contracts. And there's a few things that you should be looking out for when making smart contracts to make sure that like you don't lose a bunch of funds. I mean, just with like thinking about the recent parody attack mm-hmm. or attack or whatever you want to call it. Like always in it your wallet, y'all. Yeah, like these yeah, are the types of things that people need to know from an introductory standpoint of what you should be looking out for when creating smart contracts. How are you like are you thinking about creating courses just on like how to not screw up? Yeah. Um, that is definitely on the list. And uh, there are a couple of ideas around that I have. One is um, one is to create a course to explain like common pitfalls and what not to do. Um, another thing is um, I haven't like completely thought through like how I would execute this, but really um, have people post their simple contracts and other people pick on it. Um, and actually document that part. So six months from now, someone comes in new into Solidity development. They can go there and say like, oh, okay, here is the contract. That looks pretty good. But then here are all the issues with that contract. So um, I don't know if that makes sense. So I'm thinking of building a course and also um, like a, a community if, if like, a feedback system where uh, people can poke at your contract and also I could like document that and keep it for future use. So for people like, to a, yeah, like a incentivized stack exchange for Solidity smart contracts. Yeah, so something like that. So that is, uh, that is definitely on the list. Um, now, what would you, uh, wh- what sort of advice would you give um, developers that are like, um, like uh, waiting or currently in, in the midst of uh, like getting into Ethereum smart contract development, like what do, what do you think are some of the important things that they need to know uh, first before getting into it? Um, so first is come with the, like a, with a very open mind that there is, this is a relatively new technology and sometimes it could get really frustrating. Um, like debugging these contracts is not as easy as like some of the other languages. Like in other languages, they could just put a debugger and then step through the code and inspect the code and look at what is in there. Um, it's not as easy in um, when you're getting into Ethereum uh, development. So there's this people working on building more tools um, to make development easy, but uh, it's still not there yet. So that's one thing. Um, and then um, security considerations is one thing which like usually like normal web developers, like a lot of them like don't really consider like in detail, like how things could go wrong. Um, that's that's one thing you have to keep in mind here. Um, and then also um, just the fact that this is immutable code, once like you deploy, that's it, you cannot change. So that is probably one of the harder things to, um, actually get used to because in usually in, in the centralized world, like, yeah, you quickly push something, see how it works. If it breaks, then push a fix. Like it's a, it's a quick turnaround process, but that's not really how it works in, um, um, 
with uh, when you're building dApps. So that's that's something to be um, careful about. But then when you're, when you're learning, it's it's so easy to get overwhelmed with all these things. So I would say when you're starting it out, starting out, you're really not building something to just deploy it on mainnet and let people use it. So spend a few months just building uh, dApps, making mistakes, getting feedback. So that's that's the right approach. Uh, what would you say is the um, the easiest Ethereum testnet to work with? Because there's like Kovan, there's Robson, there's like a, of all of them, is there a particular one that you like to develop on? Um, so till now, I was mostly just doing on Robson. Um, these days, it is so bloated. Um, like a lot of my uh, like the, like the students who take uh, my course. Um, in the course, I have like details um, set up instruction for Robston, and half of them complain like it's taking forever. So um, nowadays, I tend to just tell them, you know, just just use Rinkway. Um, if you're on Get or Coven, uh, which is much easier. Um, so I I think that would be uh, that's what I would say. Also, like the reason I used to like Robston is because it would just work on any client. Um, Mm -hmm. But then now it's so bloated, it's almost for beginners, I would say just stick to one client, like get or parity, whichever you like, and stick to that uh, testnet, which is Cohen or Rinkby. Have you, have you tried out using the new Puppet, the, uh, like the command line interface tool for developing or for deploying uh, private networks? Uh, no, I have not yet. Um, the, the thing with um, the private networks, which I haven't, like, I don't encourage my students to do that yet is because um, I want them to uh, deploy on the testnet so they could go to Etherscan and see their um, contract, see their transaction, share it with other people. So it's just not private network within them. Like they get a feel of like, okay, this is this public system. I mean, like when I deployed it, it's, it's accessible to the entire world. So like I want them to get that feel, so that's why I have kind of like uh, avoided using the going down the private um, network route. Um, Good reason. But that could. That's a, a, that's a very good reason. Yeah, so that's really the um, I've heard. Um, it makes development so much easier, but then I I feel it should be more like they should get the entire, like they should get a feel of what this whole decentralized system is. So that's why I want them to like deploy it to the, the test net, which is accessible publicly. I like that. That's a good ethos. I, yeah. Get them out there. Just, you know, put it out there on the actual network and don't, don't mess around and just like, if you mess up, you mess up, you know, as long as we're on test net and, you know, just like, you know, be, be a developer, take a chance and like enjoy this decentralized ecosystem for what it is. That's I like your heart, man. Something like really, like really cool about like making a smart contract in your local computer, pushing it to a test net, then getting on Etherscan and then seeing the transaction and then reading the like the bytecode and all the things and interacting with it on like infrastructure outside of your local computer. Like that's that's like it's powerful to kind of feel that immediate deployment slash interactability of something you've created that you can't yeah. quite get anywhere else. Exactly, um, because I remember when I first 
deployed my first contract and I was like, I went on Etherscan and I saw this. It was so exciting. I sent the contract address to a friend and then this ABI and I'm like, hey, can you try this out? Like I had built this voting contract, um, voting DAP. I was like, hey, can you pull this up? Like you load this ABI with this contract address and try to vote. And like he did. And then I'm like, I can see that transaction. So it was very exciting. So you could see everything going on. Um, th that's why I wanted that all the students of Zastin to like get that same like feel of um, when they do it. That's why I tried not to um, go on the private network route. So what do you what do you like? Fast forward five years. That's that's an eternity in the space. Mm -hmm. Where do you where do you see Zastrin, and what do you see it doing? What, what do you see it in this entire ecosystem? Um. So for Zastin, uh, we definitely want to expand um, beyond Ethereum. Um, like in the blockchain space, there's there's so many which are popping up and don't know if there is going to be one clear winner or if it will be multiple, uh, many of them. Um, so there's the new block stack, for example. Um, and then there's Ethereum is clearly the, the leading so far, uh, but we don't know what is what is uh, in the pipeline or what is what more are coming out. So definitely want to expand the offering to um, more than just Ethereum. And also, um, um, like I asked myself these questions, okay, once someone takes a course, um, what's the next step? So there's various types of users who come on the site. Um, one is uh, like just a student in, in college who wants to get in the blockchain space. And there are a few um, professionals who want to switch to um, switch jobs into blockchain space. So I'm like, okay, once they take the course, what's the next step? Like, how can I help them? Um, because the whole idea of starting Zastrin was I want to um, help grow this blockchain ecosystem, which mm -hmm. means help the people in the, who are in this, in this ecosystem and bring more people into it. So once they are here, once they learn, so what's the next step? So I'm like, okay, can we do these add-on services, like help them find um, like projects to work on, like a job, um, and then can we like get into like some credentialing, like can you issue um, certificates on the blockchain? Um, and then once you go down that path, like, okay, so can you, um, once you start taking these courses, and start, can we like start recording these on the blockchain and then slowly build your resume on the blockchain? Um, so th that's the route uh, like I'm thinking. Um, and then once you have your resume on the blockchain, okay, what does that mean? Um, like, so can you start aggregating all your projects, your accomplishments, um, building reputation and everything is kind of open and public and you own it instead of it being recorded on separate centralized systems. So um, that's that's the route I'm going. I have like a few more ideas, but that is the general direction. So I want the Zastrin to be like up the place for people to come and learn everything uh, blockchain. Um, hopefully like in the future, we'll have um, offerings for more than just developers. So there are a lot of other people in the uh, ecosystem. So how can we help other people as well?
Awesome. So, well, I, de I definitely think we'll be able to help you do that, you know, and then I'll, I'll continue to help you, you know, find partners and other companies that would like to reach out and work with you guys. And uh, I believe our, our, our block channel promo code still works too, right? So if you put in our promo yeah. code block channel, you'll save 50% off of all of Mahesh's courses. Um, which is which is which is great. So you know, if you if you if you like this first course and and, and, and you know it, it inspires you and when you want to keep working, uh, use use that code. And uh, that's like a thank you from you know my my myself and you know my, my assistants and helping Mahesh want to create more developers and myself personally. You know, I'll, I'll I will continue uh, 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 um, learning through through your platform myself personally because I love going through your courses and you know you just you you, you got you have a good voice when and you you're really concise with your explanation. So it. it is very useful. So, you know, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done so far. I think, I think you're going to be a major name as far as like uh, people who've been, uh, you know, important to get uh, developers here early on. Oh, thank you. Um, you've been super helpful uh, with spreading the word. So thank you very much. You were so, to, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I was going to say, if you were to like, you, you, you have created this platform, you're clearly interested in, giving people a platform to start to learn this technology from the ground up. If, if you were to give them like people who have no idea what's going on, they want to get in the space, what piece of advice would you bestow upon them and trying to get them to leave their, like, like what, what, what does someone need to know if they're just trying to step into the space? Um, if they want to just, explore this space and um, just from a non-blockchain world and coming into blockchain world, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's a very interesting, different world. And I don't think anyone knows the, the full potential of, um, of the, the blockchain world, the decentralized world. Um, there are definitely um, like people saying, okay, the blockchain is going to revolutionize this and they'll revolutionize these industries and disrupt these industries. But, uh, but no one exactly knows exactly, uh, like what is in what are the full potential of this. Um, so really, um, if someone is coming into it, it's really coming with, um, with an exploratory mind and saying, well, this is definitely here to stay. Um, but it could it could be very different from what it is today. So um, just come with the mind to like adapt and change and s see how things go, um, and and jump in. Couldn't agree more personally. All right. Well, well, well. Thank you, Mahesh, for you know all of your knowledge and you know again for all that you've done in the space and helping to create new developers. And uh, hopefully, you know, the next time we have you back on the show as a guest. You will have expanded, and you would have plenty of new developers that can, you know, say that they were uh, uh, created at the Institute of Mahesh, um, <laughs> and you know, brought brought here to the to the to the crypto world, you know, through through your guidance. So, you know, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully, you'll come back on our show in the future and let us know what's new. Definitely, uh, thank you both. This episode of Block Channel was brought to you by Status. Status is a decentralized messaging client that doubles as an Ethereum Lite client. Their vision is to be the WhatsApp of Ethereum by utilizing the power of Web3. Status aims to be the decentralized messaging client slash dApp store where you can chat, send money, and interface with powerful bots and applications built atop the Ethereum network. If you're a developer, they also have very robust technical documentation, and they make it easy to start building apps quick. 
So check out their links to their site and API documentation in the show notes below. Yeah.